This is the Pop Tournaments podcast. In Pop Tournaments, we take a category of pop culture and let you, the fans, vote on matchups in a single elimination tournament format to determine an ultimate champion. We are here to discuss those results and the upcoming matchups. Thanks to our great community and everybody who votes, let's start the show. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Pop Tournaments Podcast. This is episode 158. We are recording on June 29th, 2023. Yesterday, I want to say a quick 75th happy birthday to one Kathy Bates. Ooh, yeah, talented actress. Favorite Kathy Bates vehicle? Misery. Oh, okay. As long as you didn't say any of the American horror stories, I was going to be fine with it. Yeah, yeah. You know, I would say about Schmidt. There we go. You, yeah, you yeah. No. Finally got to see that sweet, sweet butt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I um, No, I'd say definitely Misery, which, you know, uh, is not going out on a limb. But it's also, that was kind of our introduction to Kathy Bates, as far as I know. Sure was. Um, but... Yeah. Um, Hard to believe she's 75. Yeah. Looks great. She still looks like she's 50. She's looked like she was 50 her entire life. Sorry. Yeah, true. <laughs> um, no, very true. You know, another um, underrated Kathy Bates performance and really underrated movie in general, okay. Primary Colors. Mm-hmm. I always loved that movie. Um, great political biopic or, you know. I guess not really biopic because they don't say exactly this is about Bill Clinton, but it's essentially like a, a Bill Clinton biopic. Um, but she's had great a, in that movie. They had a sequel built right in. They could have just called it Secondary Colors. Yeah, yeah. And tertiary. Like, they really could. They had a whole franchise. Accent Colors. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, well, I know what you're probably really ready to celebrate, as I am. Today is the 22nd anniversary of the film Pootie Tang. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> still still haven't seen it, but I'll get around to it eventually. You'll get I around promise. to it. You would not believe the people that are in the... Kristen Bell is in the movie. Wow. I mean, just a, a laundry list, but um, no. Uh, one other, or I should say technically two... This is also a very dancing day. So uh, on this day in 1985, uh, David Bowie and Mick Jagger both recorded and filmed the video for Dancing in the Street all in one day. Iconic video. So much that cocaine can do. (laughs) Yeah. Not not a great song. One of the greatest videos of all time. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and speaking of dancing videos, it was on this day one year prior to that that when Bruce Springsteen randomly pulled out, I shouldn't say randomly, but it was still partially random, pulled a random Courtney Cox out of the audience at the St. Paul Civic Center while filming the video. Yeah. I didn't know it was in St. Paul Civic Center. That was at the St. Paul Civic Center. And when I say randomly, so they had three women uh, up there. Oh. And didn't didn't tell any of them who, you know, 
it was just going to be random who who Bruce grabbed. It, was was it Rachel and Phoebe? Were those the <laughs> other two? <laughs> uh, Phoebe and the monkey. Oh, nice. <laughs> nice throwback there. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're off to a crowded start here. Uh, <laughs> the monkey's here in the closet with me. Uh, hope everybody out there is doing well. Ryan, how has the last week been? Uh, it has been fantastic. Um, yeah, it's been. I, yeah, um, watched a lot of content, took in a lot of content, Big Tent sure. Week. Big Tent. Um, first of all, um, me and my unbelievably gorgeous girlfriend, Netta, went out to AMC the new Wes Anderson film, Asteroid okay. City. Yep. I understand you have as well. I have as well, just yesterday. Beautiful. So uh, we can wait to talk about that until... Uh, sure, sure. Until we get to your stuff. But uh, we also watched uh, the new season of Black Mirror. Okay. Which I found incredibly disappointing. Okay. <laughs> Diminishing um, Returns. Yes. Um, you know, honestly, there were a couple episodes that I thought were like pretty good, like short films. Right. They just completely lost their like mission statement. You know, <laughs> this this whole show is about like technology, right? Sure. That That's like the thesis of the show is like. Each episode is kind of like a different angle on like technology changing things for better or worse, usually for worse, you know, and it's kind of like the Twilight Zone, but with the angle of like technology changing humankind, they completely ditched that in this uh, season, pretty much. There's like... One episode that's kind of about like, not kind of, it's about like a streaming, streaming network. That's the first episode. And that one's really good. I was like, cool. This seems like a Black Mirror episode. After that, I don't think there's really any other episode that really feels like a Black Mirror episode. They're all just kind of like, they're more like sort of Twilight Mm Zone-y, but they lose that thread. So... It it was overall very disappointing, I would say. Um, but yeah, the Phantom besides Thread that, is Daniel Day Lewis once chased. What's that? It's not, sorry, a bad Phantom Thread joke. <laughs> okay. Um, the uh, other than that, uh, we just uh, continued our A twenty four marathon, which. Uh, mm-hmm. You know we're we're about to kind of dive into here, but uh, we watched uh, Killing of a Sacred Deer and The Lobster. We had a nice little Yorgos Lanthimos uh, doubleheader, and then last night uh, when I got home from work, I I think there's only one movie in our tournament that I haven't seen or hadn't seen, and so I watched that last night. Uh, Most Violent Year. Mm. Yes, I enjoyed that movie a few years ago. So, um, yeah, I you know it's funny. I I've been going back and and rewatching a few things, uh, stuff I've seen and stuff I've missed. Uh, 
caught, uh, I think it was on Netflix, We're the Millers. Do you remember that with uh, ah. Jason Sudeikis and Jennifer Aniston? And, I do. Uh, 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 not, not our introduction, a lot of people's introduction uh, to a young Will Poulter who yeah. appeared in uh, this year's uh, blockbuster Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Yes. So, um, good, yeah, good actor. Yeah, and you know, again, I I I do like revisiting some of those comedies. Uh, I know we've talked about it before. How like comedy just doesn't sustain in the theater like it used to. Yeah, but yeah. you you can also I can understand why because you can see a difference in some of these. You know, this is not you know an Academy Award winning movie, but it was a fun movie. It was a fun comedy. So. Oh, totally. No, I love going to see comedies in the theater for that reason, and they usually get like a. 50 on Metacritic or something. Yeah. And they're just kind of like there and gone. Nobody really gives a shit about them. And then they kind of live on streaming after that. And some of them are remembered and some of them aren't. Um, But I love going to see those movies in the theater because that's where they really hit when you're with a group of people and other people are laughing too. Um, I know I really want to go see the new Jennifer An- or Jennifer Aniston, uh, <laughs> Jennifer Lawrence, what? Jennifer Lawrence movie. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've heard it's pretty funny and it, it looks good. So I definitely, for that same reason, like I'm sure it's like fine, but yeah. I really want to go see it just for that same reason to like experience laughter in a crowded room. <laughs> So that's what I, it's so funny when uh, that's what I was torn with yesterday. I it was either Asteroid City at four fifteen, or uh, why can I not place the name of that new movie? Um, uh, but that, uh, yeah, I can't either. That was at four thirty, and they were both an hour and forty five minutes. And I'm just like ah, Wes Anderson. We'll go with yeah, this. yeah. So speaking speaking of Asteroid City, so here's my kind of. Before even getting into the meat uh, of the film, my take on some of the more recent Wes Anderson films, it's he's a very niche director, you know, obviously. And I feel like sometimes there's only so much that can be done within a certain niche before it becomes repetitive. Mm-hmm. And, and he's kind of been given carte blanche with things and... and so there were some great performances in the movie. I loved the premise of the movie, but it was just like the entire thing was just punching you in the face saying this is a Wes Anderson movie. Yeah, I can see that. And I mean, this minor spoiler to people who haven't seen it, but, you know, it's kind of like a story within a story or a play within a movie sort of. So it's like within a story again. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's like layers. Yeah. It kind of, it's, it's like a Russian nesting doll sort of thing where it starts out with somebody saying like, Hey, you're about to watch a play. Um, and the play is the movie asteroid city, essentially. Yeah. And but then you see like behind the scenes stuff too where it shows the actors and kind of their like motivations and their personal lives sort of outside of the movie. Yeah. Which like I, honestly, I feel like if they would have left out that whole framing device 
of the play and just had it be the actual movie or the actual yep. the play and not said anything about this is a play and whatever and not went back and forth between black and white and color. If it was just Asteroid City, I think it maybe would have been better mm. um, or, or at least more accessible for yeah, sure. Yeah, th- that's for you sure. Know? Um, you know, it definitely added more layers with like if if you're going back and trying to rewatch it and you're kind of like a film scholar, it it definitely makes it more interesting to go, hmm, so Jason Schwartzman's performance, if you watch him in Asteroid City, it's actually an actor playing an actor who's acting, you know? Yeah. So like it's a like really a really good dip. It's got layers. It's got layers, yeah. Not quite seven, but there's definitely <laughs> layers there. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, it makes for a really um, deep and interesting movie that you you can dig into over time. But I think it would have been a lot easier and a lot more successful if they just would have left all that out. Yeah. Um, because you know really... What? The oh, the stuff I mean the colors in that movie just the way it looks was so beautiful I mean both Netta and I were just like in awe like we just kept looking back and forth at each other and being like holy shit this looks incredible right um, I mean it looked it looks like an old Looney Tunes cartoon kind of you know it, really it looks does, like a Roadrunner yeah. cartoon almost yep. um, and there's so many great like visual gags in it and. It's really funny and obviously whimsical, um, but there's, um, you know, I think like you said, it's kind of that it's kind of borderlines on parody and I don't know. I think he's yeah. maybe a little bit too far up his own ass and somebody needs to say, yo, dude, like this is a good movie, but let's like. Maybe l- let me do some editing here, uh, and maybe we can get it down to a, a a movie that more people might like. It did really feel like uh, a few years ago, SNL did a parody trailer for a Wes Anderson horror movie, and it was yeah, the, it was, it was, the it was Midnight Edward Coterie. Yeah, <laughs> the of yeah, I don't I don't remember. But it was Edward Norton playing Owen Wilson in the sketch. And then here's Edward Norton in this movie in yeah. almost the exact same way. I have to say, I comically, I absolutely loved uh, Jeffrey Wright's performance as the army captain. Or, yeah, or I, <laughs> he was fantastic. hilarious. Fantastic. And the younger cast was amazing. I thought they yeah. all were just really wonderful. So and I and go ahead. Oh, no, no, no! You you finish your. I thought. just I I didn't hate Tom Hanks in it. No, not at all. I mean, uh, honestly, talking through it, I would say I give this movie a hard recommend. Honestly, um, yeah. That there's just b- but because just with a grain of salt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There, there's when it's hitting, it's hitting really hard. There's yeah. just I I like it I liked it way more than French Dispatch and Isle of Dogs, mm-hmm. um. It's just you have to kind of go into it knowing like, 
there's a lot more than there needs to be in this movie, but it's still, you know, I think really memorable and there's a lot of great performances and great, you know, great moments. And I think like I, like I said before, I think it definitely is one of those movies you could probably rewatch a couple times. I'm sure there's a lot of like great articles out there that, um, shed light on things that plebes like us, uh, are too dumb to realize, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. Nuances. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. Definitely. I, I, I give it a hard recommend. It's tell you what, it's like, if you go into a pizza place, you can't be mad that you can't get a taco. You know, it's there you <laughs> that's go. What I mean by, that's you a great know, that's a great analogy. <laughs> you know what you're getting into. Yeah. Uh, but but it is it is really good. So, yeah, I'm glad we talked through that. So, yeah, um, let's get into some tournament talk real quick. We are getting down to the end of our hip hop one hit wonders tournament uh almost to the final four so on one side we're gonna have rappers delight versus jump around did not think that this was going to be our semi-final on this side but i i'm leaning jump around how about you oh 100 with you yeah kind of the surprise of the tournament I, i i'm rooting for jump around to win the whole thing i think it deserves it i i i don't disagree. Over on the other side, we're going to have Baby Got Back up against the winner of today's matchup, which I, I realized uh, today's matchup is kind of like the depressing matchup. You have Just a Friend <laughs> by Biz Marquee and I Wish by Skilo, two guys that are just so down on their luck. Yeah, um, very emo. <laughs> this is emo hip-hop. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, out of who do you like coming out of these three? Oh boy, you know, I think Baby Got Back probably has the easiest road just because of its popularity. I would like to see that lose, though. I would like to see Jump Around versus I Wish or Just a Friend. I think that would be a fantastic championship. And I think I think just a friend kind of has some momentum now, so nice. we we shall see. But uh, that means we have a new tournament starting. We are going to be covering the films of the great great A twenty four distribution studio. A twenty four was started in two thousand twelve, named after an Italian motorway. Did you know that? Hmm. I didn't. Yep. It's kind of like if we just called a production company uh, 35W. <laughs> <laughs> we should. It's uh, a really good, know, catchy name. <laughs> podcast production company 35W. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so far in, in just these uh, 11 short years, they have won 16 Academy Awards. Uh and you know last year or just this most recent academy awards uh the first independent studio to do the sweep of best picture best director and all four acting categories so wow yeah i we know how much of a fan you are of a24 um i you know just a great artistic you know distribution company we don't need another marvel movie (laughs) 
like Tina Turner said, we don't need another hero. Yeah. <laughs> That's what she was predicting the future of movies. She's like, stop yep. with all the superhero movies. Yeah. Um, but so let's jump into a few of these matchups. And, uh, you know, right away, that movie uh, that had that sweep last year that we were alluding to, uh, 2022's Everything Everywhere All at Once up against 2016's Swiss Army Man. These films are directed by the same two people, Daniel Kwan and Daniel Scheinert. The Daniels, as they're known. Not Lee Daniels, just the Daniels. Um, this is, I, I know this is an easy one for you, but this is tough for me. I really do love the uniqueness and interesting way of storytelling uh, from both these films, but this is everything everywhere in a landslide, probably, right? Oh, 100%. There's no question. Um, I think that Swiss Army Man was a really... Um, it was a fun exercise for the Daniels to kind of um, see what it was like making a movie. You yep. know, and working sure. with um, great actors and um, it turned out to be a big success um, as far as like A24 movies go, indie movies go. It was yeah. a pretty big success. Um, and it was definitely very, very unique, much like everything, everywhere, all at once. Nobody had ever seen anything like it before. Um, and that's kind of like the Daniels signature, you know, I mean, they're very yeah. much like in the vein of, um, you know, Spike Jones and Terry Gilliam and those kind of people who just like do totally off the wall shit that like nobody's ever seen before. And Both of these movies fall into that, but Swiss Army Man, I mean was completely batshit, but very endearing. I think that it it's a very, like, heartwarming story, and I think it's easily accessible yeah. if you can get over all the farting, which yes. I kind of could not, unfortunately. Like, wow. I like farts as much as the next guy, but it was just kind of... <laughs> I don't know. It. Uh, You're here for a taco, not a fart. It didn't quite work for me. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, for those who don't know, Swiss Army Man is the farting Harry Potter movie. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's it's Daniel Radcliffe plays a corpse. So, um, But, yeah, like you said, uh, the Daniels, they, 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 they find these ways to, yeah, just go completely crazy but still tell these, you know, very emotional stories, mm -hmm. which – which I again I'm a big fan of because there's you know when it comes to those types of emotions there's so many things that you can't really put into words you almost need these weird metaphors and extra long stories just to say something so simple so yeah uh, but I do uh, think I, I think everything oh go ahead but yeah I was just gonna say I mean everything everywhere all at once is a fucking phenomenon and I think it has the 
upper hand on this entire tournament. Yeah, um, I think it's definitely top eight, if not easy final four. So, Oh, yeah, definitely. And, you know, I mean, deservingly so. It was an absolute delight. And I think, you know, like you were talking about with um, quoting the clairvoyant Tina Turner, um, this is one of those, I, I think it kind of came at the perfect time where it tapped into the Marvel mania, but it kind of broke it. I think everybody, like, yeah. it almost seemed like after everything, everywhere, all at once came out, it was like, all right, Marvel's no longer acceptable. <laughs> you know, this is like, um, this is how you really do, like, multiversal storytelling. And, like, when Quantum Mania came out, it was just like, uh, who gives a fuck? Ooh. This is lame. <laughs> um, when you said clairvoyant yeah. Tina Turner, I thought you were going to say she also predicted the future about this movie, saying it was simply the best. Oh, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, moving on. So uh, jumping over to our environmentally friendly matchup, we have Green Room up against The Green Knight. Uh, Green Room coming out in 2015 uh, and The Green Knight kind of being that uh, pandemic darling in 2021. A lot of people were talking about that while stuck in their houses. Um obviously not environmentally friendly uh green room uh we have a neo-nazi horror film and with green knight we kind of have a a, a fantasy film uh if you will so yeah how how is it gonna be to distinguish these two when it comes to voting um this one's tough i'm really curious to see how it pans out because the Green Knight is very cultish. I mean, this is one of those movies where, like, if you search, as normal people like myself tend to do, if you go online and say, like, A24 merch and search for that, you're going to find as much Green Knight merch as you are, like, almost anything else, you know? I don't um, want any green room merch because I have a feeling what yeah. that looks like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's zero green room merch. There's quite <laughs> a bit of green night merch. Um, it's very popular with the, you know, n indie film nerds, the A24 merch bros like myself. Um, it's very, very popular. Um that being said, like I saw it in the theater and I fully was like, I don't get this. Like it was <laughs> a little too weird for me. Um, it does have one of the hottest sex scenes I've ever seen um, between two of the hottest actors working. Um, Dev Patel and Alicia Vikander. Um, so worth the price of admission for that. POV? what what's that i said is it pov oh, yeah yeah no there's um but yeah that uh green knight sure. good i i actually really want to rewatch it but visually stunning and yeah definitely kind of i mean it's a hard fantasy and i would say kind of verging on horror maybe yeah um but green room um, great performances all around. 
Um, Anton. Uh, fuck, I'm drawing a blank on Yelnick? his last name. Yes, uh, passed away yep. uh, shortly after, a couple of years after this movie, yep. um, which is a huge bummer because he was great. Um, but yeah, Green Room was kind of a a surprise hit. I don't think people expected it to do much because it didn't really. I mean, you have Patrick Stewart in kind of. Set your phasers to Nazis. Yeah. (laughs) I I don't think. I think when it came out, that was a surprise. I I remember seeing it in the theater and having no idea that Patrick Stewart was in it. Um, Even after the movie was over. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, who was the bald guy? He was good. (laughs) Um, But. Now it's not a spoiler anymore because they like he's on the poster and stuff for yeah. it when you search for it. But um, but yeah, green room, great. Um, Nazi punks, you know, fuck off, fuck <laughs> off, exactly. Um, and it's uh, yeah, really great kind of small setting. Kind of that claustrophobic thriller, yeah. you know, where yeah. it all takes place in a very small setting and it's a very small story and it's just like, you know, ready, set, go. And it's we, just like an hour and a half. We have a few claustrophobic films in this tournament. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's interesting, the, th- the themes that keep coming up throughout uh, some of these, so... Yeah, I, I'm not sure which way this one's going to go. So uh, very, very exciting. Uh, unpredictable. Uh, coming up next, we have The Witch from 2015 up against Good Time from 2017. Dost thou love to live deliciously? Yes. <laughs> Who does it? Um, and I do like the taste of butter. <laughs> um, but... um. I have one tattoo um, inspired by an A24 movie, and it is Black Phillip from The Witch, (laughs) um, which is one of my favorite movies. Um, And definitely one of those movies that needed a repeat viewing. I remember the first time watching it, like having a hard time breaking through with Mm -hmm. the... um, dialogue or the um just the the manner of speech that they use because it's very like um old english like like new england from the you know 1800s or whatever where it's like yeah dost thou or dost thou like to live deliciously yeah yeah i mean it's very like um unfamiliar uh speech so it took you know you kind of had to like have the subtitles on you kind of needed to watch it i i needed to watch it a couple times to really get into it um but i've probably seen it five times and like i love this movie so much it's one of those that kept getting better every time i watched it anya taylor joy fucking outstanding um, really, every uh, all the uh, cast in this movie is great, um, but 
one of those movies that's, I wouldn't call it a horror movie. I'd call it a dread movie. Yeah. You know? Where oh, no, like, I totally understand. It's just like from the opening seconds, you're just like, oh, like I something terrible is going to happen. And it just keeps you on that for the entire yeah. run of the movie. And yeah, I mean, I think once it gets to the big climax moment, um, you can either, I think some people are fully on board at that point and some people are not, but it just hit hard for me. Um, so yeah, I love this movie so much. Good time. Um, kind of the Safty brothers, big breakout movie. Um, also one of those, uh, movies that I think a, a breakout for Robert Pattinson as far as like um post twilight um mm-hmm. after this I think people were That's like, morning by the way. Yeah, true. Um I think people were um all of a sudden like, "Whoa, shit, Robert Pattinson's a really good actor," you know. Yeah. Um but this uh just fantastic thriller um, and I mean, just gritty as fuck, you know, I mean, this, it, it reminds me a lot of like a seventies movie where it's just like feels dirty, you know? Yeah. Um, and the, the characters are not likable. They're not like bad people. They're just all kind of like scummy, you know? Yep. And, uh, yeah, I mean, great to, to me, the most, um, memorable and iconic scene in the movie is in the fun house, uh, featuring, um, the twin cities own, uh, Abdi, fuck the second time I'm like forgetting a, a last name, the, the guy the the new captain from Captain Phillips. Yep. Um you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Um he's the captain now. In yep. this movie, he is uh a carnival worker who gets uh wrapped up with Robert Pattinson and uh yeah, it's wild. <laughs> I was just confused because I kept waiting for Sherman Hemsley to show up and yeah, I know <laughs> deep cut. Um, yeah. Another I, interesting, I will say that, that ever since I, um, wrote out this bracket, I've had that fucking song in my head. <laughs> uh, the good times theme song. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, one more matchup to get to today. We have uh, from 2019 Uncut Gems up against Zola from 2020. Now, did you know that Zola was based on a Twitter thread? I did, yeah. And partially they, true story. Yep, and they, they don't back away from the Twitter thing in the movie. Have you seen it? I have not. Okay. Yeah, they kind of, um, throughout the movie, it has that Twitter sound effect, that whoop whoop, you know, the little yep. like tweet. 
Um, is that what and, the noise birds make? Is woo woo? Yes, yes, woo woo. <laughs> and um, but yeah, Zola. If you haven't seen it, like you, Jake, I implore you to go watch this movie. It's perfect and just beginning to end so tense. And like, um, you know, some of these other movies we talked about, Green Room, Good Time, um, just like incredibly... You know, you're on the edge of your seat the entire yep. time. Yep. And edgy. yeah. And yeah, I mean, th- this is a, a perfect movie, um, I, I think. And it was one of my favorite movies of 2020. Um, yeah, incredibly realistic performances across the board. Great, great performance from Cousin Greg. Yeah. Uh, friend, friend of the show. Um, but that being said, Uncut Gems, um, going back to the Safdie brothers, the uh, directors behind Good Time, um, very similar to Zola. I remember walking out of Zola and saying, wow, that was just like Uncut Gems. Like the feeling <laughs> that I had the entire time during Zola was the same feeling I had during Uncut Gems, which is just like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. Like the entire movie, I was just so engaged and so, like, terrified. Um, Uncut Gems was one of those movie-going experiences that I'll never forget. I mean, with both of these movies, I remember where I saw them. I remember the conversation I had afterwards. Mm-hmm. I like vividly remember everything about these movie going experiences because they were both so impactful. Yeah. Um, this is a really tough matchup for me, honestly. Um, I think I'm leaning uncut gems in this one just because KG. Um, but (laughs) that makes me think of, so who would win in a one-on-one game? Cousin Greg now versus Kevin Garnett now. Oh, old and brittle Kevin Garnett. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I think Garnett would still probably (laughs) dominate, but they're both tall as hell. They are. Yeah. Six foot nine. I think cousin Greg is just like Skilo. Yeah, nice. <laughs> Skilo says, I wish I looked like Cousin Greg. <laughs> well, and Garnett always says he's six foot 13 because he doesn't want to be considered a seven footer. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, no, I, I also, I mean, sorry, I, I'm a sucker for anything Adam Sandler dramatic. I, th- I, I think his his acting chops later in life are just, I don't know if it's something that's relatable or what, but I just really enjoy seeing him go for something not slapsticky. Mm-hmm. Totally so, agree. Yeah, uh, I, I think I'm leaning uncut, uncut gems there uh, as well. Um, so, yeah, that's just our first four matchups. No play-in games for, for this tournament. We'll, we'll finish off uh, 
the first round over the next two weeks. But uh, one last thing I did want to uh, uh, chat with you about, and her name has come up. Uh, we haven't really talked about it. Uh, uh, unfortunately, we lost uh, the wonderful and amazing Tina Turner uh, within the past few weeks. Do you have a favorite Tina Turner song? Oh, you know, I'd have to say probably What's Love Got to Do With It. Okay. I know it's a, you know, easy answer. I, there's um, lots of easy answers. <laughs> but I, I would say the the thing that I think about most when I think about Tina Turner the thing in my lifetime that she had the biggest impact on me with was Temple of Doom. Yep. Or was that Which no. what? Uh, Thunderdome. Sorry. Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. <laughs> I figured that's probably what you were saying. I should yeah. I should learn how to read lips. <laughs> Welcome to Border Town. <laughs> you know, I so for me, my favorite song, and again, like there's so many to choose from, but Private Dancer always just hits mm. so hard. Yeah. I really, again, and it's just got that timelessness to it. So, yeah. That's all I got for this week. Do you have anything else? Um, no, I don't think so. The only thing I will say is I realized that I didn't say this at the start of the show, so I feel like I have to say it now. Okay. What's happening, everybody? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't need Matt Getch calling you out for missing something week to week. Exactly. <laughs> well, for everyone out there in the Pop Tournaments universe, please keep on voting and keep on popping. Pop, pop. Dancer for money. Thank <laughs> you.